0: Welcome to the Julie Lawton Living Podcast. The place to get advice, tips, and tricks to building the life and luxury home of your dreams with 30-year business owner, designer, and builder, Julie Lawton. It all starts with a good plan. This is Julie Lawton Living. Hey guys, welcome back to the Julie Lawton Living Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the importance of listening and why paying attention to what people say is crucial to your success. For me, the importance of listening as a business owner is huge because you think about it. If you're not listening to what people say, how are you providing them with the service they need? You can't just be a robot with a program speech and a program this. Because I, like, for example, I've been to places that have this program where they come at you with this and they ask you questions. And and I'm thinking, they're not even understanding what I want. They just have this process and they're not listening to me. And I'm like, oh, I can't stand it. So I'm very aware of that myself because I'm a consumer too. But what I've done to kind of perfect my business is my superpower, as I've discussed in other podcasts, is I learned to listen because when I was young running all over the place and I was all about what I got to do today and, you know, sort of like all about me when you're young, it's weird, but trust me, um, you'll learn. Um, Anyway, as you get older, you learn to listen because if you don't, bad things happen and uh, things go sideways. So if you don't listen to what someone's saying, you can't actually provide them with the service because at the end of the day, when you're providing a service to someone they're going to get what they want if you do your job right and listen, but it's how you're making them feel. And that that subconscious respect they have for you and you have for them is key because whether you know it or not, they're judging you on how that you make them feel. Think about when you walk into a five-star hotel, you go to dinner at a five-star restaurant. There's a huge effort to make you feel like a king or a queen and feel make you feel mm-hmm. disdain like you deserve to be there and they want you there and then they want to please you. They want to give you what exactly what you want. And if you don't like something, they're immediately available to fix it. So the point is if you don't listen and you keep barreling through things, your client might try to keep up, but they're thinking, gosh, they're not listening to me and that's not what I want. Then all of a sudden you'll get all this. Oh my God, I'm lost. Oh my God. I didn't ask for that. Oh my God. What are you doing? Oh my God, why is this happening? Or why is it taking so long? So all of a sudden you'll see, you know, and I see in other, other companies, these, we call it the nightmare remodel, the nightmare build. Um, That's what I call it anyway, because there's a breakdown in communication because all about how someone was treated and they weren't listened to. It's so simple. If you just listen, you will be a huge success and be careful and listen because Every little communication you have, like for me, example, I have to talk to my draftsman. I talk to my five engineers and then I talk to my staff, but then I talk to 25 to 30 subs every day. And and then there's 25, well, 24 employees that I'm communicating with every day. And if I don't listen or possibly say the wrong thing and, and don't actually listen, there's this breakdown starts and that starts to snowball and then there's hurt feelings and misunderstandings and that's the last thing you want in your world and when you're dealing with a client you have to listen to get it right and um it's the little little things that you're doing um to make them um uh, feel feel comfortable so when i lived in new york city and worked there i was um i basically went to new york city because In college, I had gone to school for architecture. Then I switched to landscape architecture. Then I switched to interior design, which is really space planning. It's not decorating, just so you know. It's space planning and the design of the space. And then, of course, you furnish it and um, make it, you know, pick the colors. But um, interior design is such a deep, uh, deeply involved design experience of working with the human in the space. But um, anyway, the point is I went to New York. As an intern for an architectural firm my first summer. And then I got a went back and I got a job with another architect. And that was really cool. But then what happened is I got a job with this woman. And uh, this woman, she was funny because she wasn't a designer, but she had a design firm. So she hired me and I became immediately the head designer because there, there was no designers on her team at the moment. She chose me to do all this work. Her and we did every model apartment in New York City for from 85 to 90 with Milstein, Goodstein, Lafragg, Zeckendorf, uh, Durst Brothers, and uh, Silverman. There was it, it was endless. All the buildings built, the condos built between 85 and 90, I was involved in the um, model homes and some of the lobbies and then private homes for the. So, anyway, the point is it was overwhelming and wonderful. But my boss, she was funny, she was a little older, and um, she would just tell me like she would shove me out of the limo to go to a meeting and tell me babe it's sink or swim I go but aren't you coming with me to help me with this presentation she says nope I'm not a designer you are and I'm like 22 years old and she's throwing me into these board meetings with 50 year old men big burly contractors and architects and you know these I worked one-on-one with the developers I worked with Philip Milstein one-on-one and and uh you know, second Zeckendorf, all of their people, one on one, making presentations at a very young age. I was, in, you know, I was like 21, 22 years old, and she would not come with me and help me. And I did my presentation boards and all my samples, and I present, and and they loved it. And I leave, and I like, oh, I survived that, and because I realized I was good at it. But God, I was so uh, afraid um, that something bad would happen because no one's there to support me. But she just literally said, "It sink or swim." So. I think my philosophy, when I train people, I said this yesterday to one of my new project managers, I said, I'm going to toss you into the deep end and you will swim, but it's about just get in there, jump in there and do it. The only way you're going to learn is to do it, you know, and you already have the talents to do it. You just, it's a little unknown, but my philosophy to this day is immerse the person, you know, there is training, of course, but immerse the person in the activity they're doing immediately so they can learn from the daily, learn from the experience of being involved. You know, I never hold people back. I just put them in the field and let's go, you know. So, but that was my advice when I was young is, you know, jump into the deep end and swim. And when my experience in New York, I always tell people I made it in New York City. I did. And because I swam and it was fun. Okay. So my superpower was listening, of course. And I actually listen to what people are telling me and, and I understand what they're not telling me too because when you talk to people, you can tell what's going on with their emotions and you know, are they really telling me, let's say, the truth or are they struggling with maybe keeping up? Are they struggling with a deadline or a due date for me? So my job as a CEO and a boss is not to make their life miserable or worse, is to work with them. So if somebody's got an issue, I'm gonna work with them. If somebody says, I can't make your deadline, I said, fine, give me a new deadline because there's always deadlines and I have to shift my whole world around everybody else and what they're doing. Because, you know, in construction, it's like conducting a symphony orchestra with 50 people every single day and one person changes their schedule. It affects 10 other people, 15 other people. It's a ripple effect. So managing 50 workers and subcontractors every day plus five engineers and two draftsmen is a huge, phenomenal task. And let me tell you, I did this by myself for many, many, many years. I didn't have a secretary until 2014 or 15. And then I didn't have project managers until this year. I decided to have project managers at 60. So the thing is, It's a phenomenal thing, but I enjoy it because I like being hands-on and getting things done and moving things along. And if you delegate to too many people, they don't get the Julie magic, which is go, go, go. (laughs) So I learned to listen to everyone, but I'm also a taskmaster, but I work with people. I work with them by listening. So my biggest tip of how to listen and put this into action is you have to actually talk to everyone and listen, because when you talk, it's not about talking to them or talking at them or screaming orders or I need this click, you know, it's talk to them and listen to what they're saying processes and then implement what they said into the program and put them in the slots and, 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 you know, where do they fit in this day or in this process? Cause every job, I have to report to the client what's the budget what's the timeline that's the two things we do constantly where are you at and then I have to tell them where I'm at because of this and this and this and that what is the percentage of completion what's the percent when do you think we're going to be done why is it taking this long or what's happening so every single human so it's like you know it's over 50 people we're dealing with um every single day you got to plug them in and we have a Gantt calendar and a chart, but I do it in my head, but um, we have it on paper too, but it's um, all plugged in like a little computer system. And then that, that punches out the date, the end date. It's it's kind of fascinating, but the daily attention to detail and listening to what people are telling you affect the project minute by minute. It's insane. One little thing goes wrong one day. You could be delayed three days if you miss something or you could be delayed a week, you know, and then God forbid there's a change or you could be late, delayed, delayed months. So every little action you take and if you is determines the outcome of your success in a project and in life, and if you don't listen and you miss something, it bites you in the butt. So listen, <laughs> it's my advice. <laughs> So what I do to really allocate time to think about what I'm hearing and how I'm listening is the best thing I do is um, I kind of pull over because I'm in my truck all the time, but I pull over and I make notes. So what I do to help process what's going on and take what I've learned listening is I'm constantly taking notes. It's like a football play. I'm making a play. Every minute I hear something new, you change the play. So, and I make a list. I literally have a list. I call it my hit list. And what is what needs to be done now? What needs to be done today? Who did we not call? Who hasn't called us back? It's a hit list. And again, it's like minute by minute, but it really is today or this morning. This needs to be done. So I take a list and I prioritize everything that needs to be done, like a hit list, and they have to be done. And I have a team behind me helping me too. call him, call her. This is what needs to be done. So what I do is I pull over and I prioritize what I just heard and how that's going to affect today, mm-hmm. tomorrow, and the end date of this job and the end and the success of this project. So everything comes at you like all day long. I get, get things coming at me. So I, I prioritize the list of how to address them and who gets to be addressed first Because sometimes you get hit with stuff and you know it's going to cause a disaster or, oh, I need to fire that person (laughs) tomorrow or next time. We're not using that person on the next job because they're making our lives hell. So there's all this stuff that goes on every day that you process and you put it on a checklist of when you're going to address it. Am I going to address it now or later? Because my job is to create a process and keep it flowing. I don't want any dead stops or any drama. I don't, I'm not I'm not creating the drama. I'm managing it so that we keep the train keeps moving. And then and then I address the issues in priority as they should be. And maybe let's say I'm not gonna work with someone again on another project, which doesn't happen very often, by the way. I have no turnover in my subs and my employees, but if something should come up. I'll address it later in due time. So it's not going to create any drama, you know? So um, but the point is, prioritize what needs to be done in order so that everything keeps flowing. And, it, and it's a productive, flowing, positive experience on a daily basis. But I, I pull over and make notes. I actually have to write it down. So the lesson of the day is the importance of listening. So if you're not listening and, you know, maybe things are happening to you that you don't understand, if you actually take a step back, and maybe think about why they're happening. It could be because you're not listening and you in and, and and you you should have known it was coming. Cause if you would have listened, you would have heard the problem. You know, it would have been told to you. Cause you know how they, you know, you get in relationships and everybody says, you know, the red flags were there day one, and now you're getting divorced and you're getting, you know, and now you're breaking up with your girlfriend or boyfriend. But if you think back <laughs> There were red flags and those red flags you chose not to listen to. That's my best example of what happens when you don't listen is divorce, breakups, because the problems of every relationship with clients, friends, family starts at the beginning. They're there because it's your non-negotiables. If you don't figure out your non-negotiables day one in any relationship, business contracts, marriages, friendships you won't have a successful relationship cuz those non-negotiables come up and you can't just barrel past someone you got to work with it somebody's got to give and take and but you got to know your non-negotiables so listening is about knowing your non-negotiables and then you'll have a happy relationship and non-negotiables are rules basically that you can't break and boundaries so that's my tip for happy life <laughs> is listen know your boundaries know your non-negotiables listen to everyone and you know it's equal anyway that's my tip that'll do it for this episode of the podcast I'm Julie Lawton and don't forget to visit my website at julielawton.com and I'll see you again next week right here at Julie Lawton Living thank you for joining us for this episode of Julie Lawton Living for more information or to connect with Julie one-on-one visit julielawtonliving.com and don't forget It all starts with a good plan.